They gonna get mad at me for this one. Is my mic on top? UK, US, turn it up. Dietrich Hatter, Governor B. Let's go. You can turn the cameras on. Hey y'all, this is Minister Alexander Jones. I know you've been missing me these last couple of weeks. We welcome you back to the Voice of Dominion radio show. If you haven't been listening, the show has been good, it's been powerful, and we are thanking you for tuning in right now. If you want to contact us, you can do so. You can call us at 424-261-3208. Visit our website at gaman.life. You can go on to our uh, YouTube page at the uh, Voice of Dominion broadcast. You can catch all of our live ministry services there every Saturday morning, 830 to 11 or thereabouts. And if you happen to be in L.A., you can come to see us at church at the 98, at the Dewey Christian Church, 9815 South Vermont, Los Angeles, 90044. We look forward to seeing you in person. We look forward to seeing you live on YouTube and eventually soon to be Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you visit the website. And we thank you for tuning in on the on the radio show. All of our ways of communication are out there for you. If you want to send us an email, you can also write us an email at wardint at hotmail.com. And on the subject line, put the voice of the mini broadcast. And for the last year and two months or so, we've been talking about walking in the supernatural power of God. And this is a brand new year. We're already in the third and fourth week of the year. And Apostle. Yeah, yeah. How y'all doing out there in Radio Land? This is the Apostle and Prophet for the end of time. This is Apostle Chris Ward. Uh, this is the Voice of Dominion broadcast, and we thank God for all of your listeners. Uh, however, as a apostle, as a sealed apostle and prophet, somebody who's been in ministry full-time for 28 years who has Hundreds of thousands of souls has been saved, okay? And I've trained over a thousand people, and I'm saying that because the book is out there, and made available the Radical Evangelism uh, book. And anybody that sent to me online and asked for a copy of the book and didn't want to pay for it, I would have sent you the evangelism program free of charge. I've offered myself as a teach you to travel to wherever you're at without asking for money, okay? Because it's, as, a, as a minister, as a sealed, ordained minister, money for service should not be a concern. Uh, you know, I know this is, you know, the, the church is in the entertainment realm. If I'm a musician or I'm a preacher, you know, I talk to the people beforehand and say, listen, this is what I want, da-da-da-da-da-da, and I got my staff and bring them. We need a hotel, we need airfare, blah, 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 blah. And I get that. That's part of the world's transactions. That's not a godly order of business for ministers to go into ministry activity, okay, give the activity and expect that a person have a prearranged um, amount of money to do something when you say you a minister, you say you an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Okay. Yet before you will do anything or before, and you expect people to give you money, man to man, not God to man, not God to me, not me plant a seed, pray and continue to be diligent and wait for God to give me my, 
my, my harvest. See, and that's that's kingdom activity. That's what grown Christians do. Jesus planted a seed. He said, freely you have received, freely give. Okay. And you have to learn how to operate by faith so that you plan your time, your money, and your words into the kingdom of God, into a man or woman of the kingdom of God, okay, that is doing the work, that has verifiable signs, miracles, and wonders. And it's become evident to me that my gift, above all else, is evangelism as an apostle, apostles usher in miracle signs and wonders, apostles bring godly correction, okay, and apostles mentor new young and and other ministers that want to be transformed into kingdom activity. The number one kingdom activity that's missing is evangelism and sanctification to ministry. into ministry without looking for somebody to put something in your pocket to get it done. Okay, God is the Bible says muzzle not the ox. And see, Paul wrote that muzzle not the ox. Okay, but these were churches that he was serving. They were supposed to give to him. And you never once see in the Bible one of the people that he ministered to turn around and said, listen, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to do this, but I got to have some money to do it. Not once in the Bible. Not one time. Yet the church has adopted this, this worldly, ungodly mindset. And so I'm bringing correction to this because... We're in the first full week of the new year. It's the second week. Uh, we only had a half a week last, so I think new, new Year's was on Wednesday last, last week. This is Wednesday. We're actually taping the show on Wednesday the 9th, I think it is. So this is the second full work. This is the first full work week of the new year. And to all of you, I want to say Happy New Year. I want to say hallelujah. You need to be thankful for every little thing that happens, okay, that God has given you grace, okay? You need to be thankful. You need to praise and worship him. You need to go into praise and worship and, and start with thanksgiving. Think of everything in your life that you have. Because I was talking to uh, my next-door neighbor. He was actually doing some work at our house. And I was talking to him about you know, people in the United States take everything for granted. Why? It's the society we live in. It's the now generation and the millennials, you know, if you give them something, they'll take it for free. And I ain't got a problem with that. As long as it's grace and it's not something that's pre-expected, pre-accepted based on a worldly, ungodly mindset. And my, my call is to train and bring up millennial ministers in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Not in the fear and abolition of what they like and what the what the social media is saying and what they what they feel is right. Especially if you can't find no biblical precedence for it. See? When you see uh Paul and Barnabas, and you see uh Barnabas never once said, Listen, Paul, I'm going with you, I'm gonna help you in ministry, we're gonna minister to these churches, but guess what? I get four hundred dollars a week to go. No, he left his family, he left the location and the housing that he had, and he traveled. And some of these these mission mission trips were over a year long. And see, we and as apostle, I got to I have to bring this stuff to 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 light 
because ordinary religious ministers are not talking about it. Why? Number one is people do not want to be a full-time servant of the Lord. And to be a full-time servant of the Lord, it requires that you give up the old life completely. Okay. The old life is dead. And I went through a scripture where it says, and Paul said, I counted as dung. Okay. Everything. I ministered that last Saturday. Y'all need to get to 9815 South Vermont because I'm going to preach the absolute truth. And if people don't like it, they don't want to stay. They don't want to serve. They don't want, they don't want to listen. They don't want to come. That's okay. Because my needs is met. My bills is paid. I have plenty more to put in store because of my diligence consistently to minister the gospel to a people who really don't want the real gospel. The good news is Jesus died on the cross and through his death, burial, and resurrection, okay, he gave you the right to serve God. See, not the, the forgiveness package, the benefit package of Jesus Christ has forgiveness already in it for full-time servants. And I'm not saying that if you're not a full-time servant, if you're moving in that direction, your sins are forgiven. All your sins are forgiven. But there is a judgment day that is coming based on the full benefit package that Jesus Christ gave us. You're going to have to stand before the Lord and look at the management of it. And it comes to life management skills. And I'm getting ready to start a new teaching series, and y'all need to get there with me. Uh, because Jesus gave us authority over our lives. He said he gave us the keys of the kingdom. I'm not going to use that scripture right now because uh, it's, it's, I have other scriptures I want to get to because life management skills are important. Okay. There are seven gates where you have total control of how much of a, of a benefit pack, how much of the benefit package that Jesus left you through that death, burial and resurrection for you to be a full-time minister. <laughs> <clears throat> See, we pray, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus prospers. But not for you to take all that and go do what you want to do. He, he left us that package and told us to go in all the world and preach the gospel. And not have a money thing. When, he, when Jesus sent the 70 out, he said, don't take no money. Don't take a, a bunch of clothes. Don't go somewhere looking for something, a financial or natural inducement for your service to me. I'm going to handle that. See? And we have this, 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 this backwards mentality, and it's a, it's a, it, the devil has snuck in the back door, and it's not a little fox. It's, it's, it's a roaring snake. It's a 200-foot moccasin, or what they call them, a bull constrictor, that come in. Okay, that's the same when you look at Paul dealing with a spirit. It's a spirit that had come into the body of Christ and it's choking out the benefit packages and has changed the mind of, of the people who have received Jesus into be receivers only, not givers. I mean, that's evident in the church. 85 to 90% of the people who give to the church only give. Well, I looked at a study last week. And who knows how, how accurate all this stuff is, but based on my experience, based on when I have ministered to churches, based on when I sit in the high places in churches and they take that offering up and them deacons go to the back office and they come back and they whisper in the pastor's ear, how much money did you take in this week? Guess what? 
it's always short. And based on what they say, the average Christian, okay, and there's 70% of the people in the United States proclaim to be Christian, 70%, you get $15 a week, 800 and something dollars a year to the gospel. If the average business operated that way where the average participant only supported either with in-kind work hours or supported money, if the average customer could only pay them $800 a year, they, they wouldn't make it. They might make it through the first year, but they can't make it because that's not enough money. And God's kingdom is a business. It's in the business, the number one pay that a, that a Christian can get is receiving, being an instrument that God can use to receive, okay, new souls into the kingdom of God. See, when you ask somebody to get to have they received Jesus Christ, you don't turn right around and ask them for some money at the end of it. Hello? So why do we have the mentality that we can go to God all the time and get healing and get wisdom and get money, okay, for, and that's a worldly mindset, for just being a Christian based on the benefit package that Jesus left, when we leave out the latter part of that to go in all the world and preach the gospel. Everybody has the ministry of reconciliation. I don't care if you're a newborn. The problem is the pastors aren't preaching that. The apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, they're not preaching that. And so people come into the kingdom thinking, this, my name is Jimmy, I'll take all your gimme mindset and mentality. And it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. The body of Christ is not in a better situation than it was 28 years ago when I went into the gospel. Church participation is dropping because the pastors are telling people that God going to give you everything you want and you are not even a part-time participant in getting souls. Most of the people who attend churches are not on a, a church uh, 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 auxiliary team to do anything. All the choir members and all the people who hope to clean the church and, and all that stuff. And guess what? All of them won't be paid. You got musicians. They won't be paid. Well, why can't you be a musician outside the church and get your money based on you you sowing into the, the Thanksgiving praise and worship in the church and then ask God to bless you additionally because of the anointing that comes out of your sanctification process? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is the world and entertainment, politics, religion, social media has slipped into the church, and as a result of that, the church is dysfunctional. And I don't care. Listen, the people in the United States don't want it. I have five invitations to five foreign countries where people have gone to YouTube and or Anchor.com or Global Apostolic Ministerial Network, G-A-M-N.life. They've seen our mission statement, and they want to come in under and be mentored, okay, by me. Now, it ain't a me thing. It's a God thing because I'm going to keep God first. I proved it to him. Listen, I've been shot at point blank range. I was homeless for three years, and I never turned back. And I never re received the ungodly mindset that money has is my first consideration in that. If that had been the case, I would never have been homeless for three years in the first three years of my ministry. 
And in them three years, I ministered to over a million people face to face. Not all of them got saved. Many of them, you know, when you when you go through the evangelism program, Radical Evangelism, and you can find it on Amazon.com, go to Apostle Chris Ward, Radical Evangelism, okay, because it's a lot of evangelism books and stuff that's out there. But this one was written by somebody who spent three and a half years in the street perfecting the evangelism program to reach anybody. How to reach the world around you in five minutes or less at the grocery store, at the bank, at the place where you work, at schools, at churches, because there's people that go to church. And I have been to numerous church services where there was no altar call for salvation made. You're supposed to make it whether you know the people that's coming or not, especially if you're on the media, because it may be somebody listening. And I have been more cognizant about that in 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 our ministry to make sure I get that altar call in there. Matter of fact, I'm going to make it right now. Because I'm loaded, and when I come in here, I got 30 minutes to try to get get something done. And um, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to bow your head, close your eyes, okay? And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say it with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. In your death. In your death. Burial. And resurrection. Resurrection. For my sins. my sins, I believe you are the Son of God, Son of God. and through the power of your, blood, power of your blood, I am washed I am and, washed free and free from all the world's devices, the world's devices. from all of my sinful past, past, that I may be a minister, un- be unto, a minister you. unto you, that the gifts, talents, and, the gifts abilities, talents and abilities that you gave me before gave the me. foundations of the world, when you conceived me in your mind before I was born into this natural realm. Okay, you had gifts you gave me, talents and abilities, and you had a prescribed purpose for me in a in a geographical or uh, 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 area for me to operate in. You created the bounds for me to operate in. Okay, and and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I am saved. You are my Savior, you are my Lord, and I am your servant. That word servant means bond slave. If you look it up in the New Testament, it means bond slave. It means now I've turned over everything to the master that has to do with my life. And I know it's a, pro- it's, it's, it's a process that needs to take place. See, it's a process. But if you ask, if you went into a church and just asked the 100% of the participants, that week, any church you want to go to, any denomination you want to go to, and ask them how many people did they at least proposition to pray for them to be saved first, okay, to be filled with the Holy Spirit second, and then three, from deliverance from oppression or oppression. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. I do want to get some scripture in here. we already 19 minutes in. I just can't believe. <laughs> Wow. Acts chapter 8. Okay. And this is the number one reason. Uh, it says here, let's just read 8.14. Let's see. Uh, 8.14. It says, read that for me, Alex. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now watch this. Ain't nobody asking for no money to go there. Peter and John dug in their pocket to get there. They used their life force to get there. 
They saw that there was the outbreak of the spirit and the new people were receiving the word of God and they left. They went, they left their families. Peter was married. You better go to Luke chapter two, three, four. And it's right in there where his mother-in-law was sick and, and, and Jesus came into the house and healed her. So, you know, Jewish people have kids just like everybody else. When a man get with a woman, the number one thing that's ordained by God is for them to have some children. Okay. Uh, that's a subject for another time. Okay. Read that again, Alex. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Okay, two more apostles. Go ahead. Who, when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. They started praying for them. See? They started praying. They started praying. For what? People who had not heard the gospel, their first thing, their first response is to pray for them. When they got amongst people that was outside of their synagogue, in a new area that they saw for sure that, that, that a cloud or window of opportunity was to bring some more people in, and they left. Verse 16. Whereas yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. So what did they pray? They prayed, okay, it's evident, okay? Um, the Bible tells us, I think it's in Acts 5.32, it says, the Holy Spirit is given to them that obey him. Those people who have a total commitment to leave their old life behind and to follow the Spirit of God and or men and women of God who are filled with the Spirit. They pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. So they got saved first because you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, unless you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior first. Go ahead. Then 17. Read verse 16 again. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, they were baptized. So they had received Christ and they received the water baptism. They had not been baptized in the Spirit. Okay, evidence by speaking in other tongues. Go ahead. Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And they received the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. See, that's a worldly mindset. I'm going back to what I started talking about. Here's a worldly man, a sorcerer, who saw the real power of God, and the first, his first response was money. Hello? His first response was money. He didn't fall on his face. As many people did with Peter and John and James, see, and Paul, the real apostles who were carrying the power, and I'm going to show you what, what was necessary. Go ahead in verse 18. And when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands on may receive the Holy Ghost. Stop right there. Now, Peter goes on in verse 20 through 24 to rebuke this man. Okay. But in our, in our past show, I, I, I applauded. And let's go to Acts uh, 1 8. Okay. See, this power, this Holy Ghost, they, he saw the Holy Ghost with power, and that is to be witnesses. Now, God will take a person whose motives is, is, is all whacked up and, you, and convert them 
as long as they want to be obedient to what he to the plan and purpose he has for their life. Matter of fact, every minister that stands behind a pulpit, that's where we all start. We all come to Jesus needing something, wanting something, and the Holy Spirit is showing us our insufficiencies. And then as we begin to have fellowship, he shows us his benefit package, and we come for the benefit. But you're not supposed to stay in that position. Well, your name is Jimmy, and you'll take all you he give you, gimme. We got to grow up. Reverse Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power of the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Uh-huh. So the Holy Spirit and power is given to those who obey him and those who are in ministry. You don't need the power. You can get filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God will hover over you, and he will attend to you as long as you're not breaking the word. But his his number one job is to draw you to Christ. Number two is to protect you and sanctify you. Sanctification is a walk of faith down the road with the Holy at the Holy Spirit's direction that leads you into full time ministry. And see, we leave that out. And I'm called to work with the millennials, and I'm working with one right here in the studio. They they got their name is Jimmy. They'll take all you give me, and it don't have to be tied to nothing. As long as it's, it, it can be a roof over my head, it can be money for something I really ain't supposed to be getting paid. It can be a whole lot of reasons, but their name is Jimmy. They'll take all they give me, and it has left their generation without the real blessing of God operating. The real blessing of God, you don't need nobody to give you nothing but the Holy Spirit, and then you're gonna be satisfied with what He gives you, not what you bought and not what they said. Go ahead, reverse verse 9. And when he spoke in these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And mm-hmm. while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by him in white apparel. Okay, so these next 9 and 10 represent a spiritual attitude that must take place. And they behold him steadfastly toward heaven. And while they looked upon him steadfastly toward heaven as he went up. See, you got to be looking up to Jesus. Your focus needs to be on him. Okay. And the cloud of the presence of the Holy Spirit will receive you to go up. He'll mentor you. He'll sanctify you. This was the conclusion of Jesus' earth ministry. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. He wants to put you in white apparel. He wants to take you to a place where you can be used to bring somebody else into the Lord, to see somebody else delivered. Oh, my God. Let's go to Acts 10.38. Real quick. God darn it. We 27 and a half minutes. Acts 10.38, and I'm, and I'm not getting, on, getting off of this. And as I told my assistant here, and I'm making a, a clear assessment of everybody um, that, is, that I'm dealing with in business. I have a real estate business, and we had about four people that lopped off because I invited them to take a hike, okay? They, 
They made out like uh, they just decided to do that. No, I sent them a text and told them, here's what I want, and if you don't have that, get to step in. Okay, and and I'm adopting that practice in all areas of my life. 1038, read it for me real quick. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing— Okay, now stop right there. He anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. This is talking about Jesus. This is Jesus' testimony. Okay, go ahead. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Okay, now— so that didn't that's not talking about inside the church. You receive the power to be witnesses outside the church and to bring people to Christ and to see people deliver. He said, all that were oppressed of the devil. Now we I've gone through the scripture. This scripture is coming alive in my spirit today. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And see, that's the whole, the full measure of the benefit package he showed us before he left here. He operated in it so we could see it. We saw a lifestyle of prayer. We saw a lifestyle of sanctification. We saw a lifestyle where he rebuked people who were not, he changed the pattern and rebuked people for not living up to the godly standards that they that he was showing them. This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of the Mending broadcast. Listen, you can email me if you just got saved and you want to be filled with the Spirit. If you didn't get filled with the Spirit during our call, you can uh, email me at wardint at hotmail.com. You can go to gamn.life, L-I-F-E. You can contact us there. Uh, you can call me at 424-261-3208 and, or text me. And you can reach me there and we'll follow up with you. We'll send you some material, some prayer material and some stuff on how to get filled with the Holy Spirit. God bless you here. The possible Christmas. Well, happy New Year to you.